0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Revving the Word. My name is Elisa Keaton, the founder of a ministry called Revelation Wellness. It's our mission to use fitness as a tool to spread the gospel message. We think it's a really powerful way to not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word as well. And plus, I'm just telling you, I'm really rolling the big dice of faith here, that God's going to do something with it that we can't necessarily tangibly understand how or why but because in faith you move your body to get your heart closer centered to the place of god because you've been made by god for god in love for love that god's going to take it and do what he needs to do with it so i guess i'm asking you is to try not to figure everything out (laughs) i think we know great way to frustrate your faith is to have to figure out every why before you will uh, be willing. That's my husband making a shake. Let's enjoy that every morning. Okay, there we go. So welcome. Just come here, enjoy the movement. You do not have to do this. So if you feel like you have to do this, I would probably encourage you not to do this or ask the Lord right now, God change my heart. I feel like I have to. That have to mentality is a place of slavery. It's a place of it's not freedom. And you do get to choose. We have will, we have will, and our will uh, can, I, you know, I can be willing and have a bad attitude, I guess. So let's just ask the Lord to get our attitude really in a place where we can put our eyes on Him. I know for me, when I take my eyes off myself and put it on Him, my hope returns, my joy returns, my faith, it's my faith. That's where it's found, it's found in Him. I access it through faith, by grace. I go get whatever I need, that my attitude maybe doesn't have that day. (laughs) All right, we are going to do some intervaling today. Do what you can do. I've been fighting a little something. This has been a terrible cold and flu season. I have been in and out. I mean, it's probably been seven weeks now. So my best efforts are very different today and that's okay. I, I may not even, we'll see. But I encourage you, I'll give you the opportunity to bring your heart rate up or down, uh, depending on what you need. So on a scale of one to 10, right now, you're probably warming up a little bit, moving your feet. You're probably around a five. Uh, A 10 is breathless. 10, you cannot hold for longer than 15, 20 seconds before it just fades. A one is when you woke up in bed and laying down. So you were awake, but not doing anything. So somewhere around a five now, okay, right in the middle. Again, invitation into all the movement. You don't have to. And let's just let faith do its thing. Let's let the word do its thing. The word is active and alive, sharper than any double-edged sword, cutting the bone to the marrow, the soul and the spirit. So let's let it go in there and do its thing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for letting me do this with you. Thank you for thinking outside the box with me. Uh, We're just gonna stand in faith that God's gonna do something really good with it, not just for our bodies, but for our life our lifestyle, how we live and think and breathe and have our being in the day. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> Woo, again, excuse my, my stuff and me. <coughs> you can learn more about us at revelationwellness.org and we'd love to have you become a partner with us on Mission and get RevWell TV, which is workouts, flexibility, uh, cross-training, strength training, all this other goodness beyond just these um, podcasts over there so go check that out all right we are gonna get the playlist moving the playlist moving we're gonna get the playlist started so just moving your feet in three two one play all right so i'm thinking that today we're gonna do maybe a little lengthier warm-up maybe we'll see nice Easy feet. I always tell you guys to pay attention how heavy your feet hit the ground. Okay. Take a deep breath. Can you make space? If the breath is already buried under your muscle, pull back and reverse it. Find your breath and tell your flesh to follow the breath, okay? Don't let the flesh is really quick to get ahead of us. (laughs) It likes to go, okay, let's do this. It's kind of, it's bossy, isn't it? The flesh is bossy. So tell it to sit down, be quiet, while the spirit takes the lead. So Lord, we welcome you here, we need you. Can so we? I'll just say that out loud, I need you. i never, i never, I'm full, but I'm also still hungry. Only you, God, can satisfy me and yet give me a healthy, ongoing hunger for more. So Lord, take your word today Build us up according to your word. Shift and change us according to your word. Take your hands, your potter's hands, change us according to your word. We love your word. Even though we don't understand it, sometimes God, we trust you. We enter this space with the faith of a child because you are our good father. So we're going to enjoy you today, God. And we receive your delight in us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, just a five, six, maybe. Happy feet. And you know what, if you have happy feet, the corners of your mouth will be happy too. Okay. All right, I'm going to be reading the Word today from Romans 4, verses 18 through about 22. And here's the thing. Let me give you some context. First of all, one of my most favorite books is Romans. (laughs) I think it's like gospel in one book. So I can study this book over and over. Oh, man. Be challenged and be comforted over and over. But Romans 1 kind of calls out our depravity. (laughs) Kind of says, here's how fallen short we are. Romans 2 gets us say, hey, don't judge. You know, keep your, don't hold people accountable to things you're not willing to hold yourself accountable to. Right? Romans pretty much opens up and shows its cards. Then it starts to move in and talk about, it gives us the faith that that righteousness, God's righteousness, he's not going to leave us this way. Even though no one is righteous, we get it through faith. Romans is a book Of faith, and then what happens when we apply it? The righteousness of God, righteousness of God comes through faith. Think about this the word righteousness just means, it means the lifestyle of God, living like God, thinking like God, speaking like God. Thinking like God, speaking like God, and doing like God. He's in a good mood. Because love is patient, love is kind, and God is love. There is no fear in love. But here's what also was found in love. The light, honesty, truth. Truth and love. So we don't just become kids that only want sugar and don't want to eat the meat. Come on now. Righteousness of God gives us the conviction of God to grow up and the comfort of God when we're hurting. When we go, God, I just don't think I can do it. He comforts us so we can grow up i'm just going to shoot it to you straight if you want to grow up hang out with me i'm a trainer i think like a trainer i can see that there's immeasurably more moving towards a seven everyone because i see it i'm like i'm kind of like caleb going hey i've seen the land sure it's full of giants but who cares The land is amazing. (laughs) We gotta go. And I'm only gonna get that land, why? Because God said so. That's all, that's all I got. All right, should be locked in as a good seven now. We're gonna do our first. Interval push, okay? Get ready. When I say go, you're going to have a 30 seconds. Go. Push. 30 seconds. Give me more of what you don't think you have. Go up to an eight.
1: Come on.
0: almost, 10 seconds, hang on, 8 seconds, 5, 4, 3, 2, pull back, alright, so the righteousness of God and our faith comes through righteousness, and our righteousness comes through faith, Verse 18, they're talking about Abraham now. In hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. As he had been told, so shall your offspring breathe. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old but when he considered the bareness of Sarah's womb, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promises promise of God, but he grew stronger in faith. 30 seconds, go. Come on, come on. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promises of god <laughs> oh. come on work out your unbelief confess it let it spill out on the floor get it out pull back don't you agree it's in us let's get it out of us in hope against all hope abraham believed this is a faith workout today enter like a child get your hope back ready go come on come on 30 seconds You can do it <laughs> Pick up your feet, make efficient yet effective strokes. Gate, chest up, 10, 9, 8, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, pull back. Good job. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. Man, This is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. He was fully convinced can i convince you today god is not and has not changed his mind about you all right you get this song to be with him and i want you to meditate on this thought what is weakening your faith because it says here, he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was good as dead, or Sarah's barrenness of her womb. So here's what's true. Our circumstances, what we see around us, will constantly attack our faith. It's set up to do so, friends. So, I want you to get honest with the Lord about what's weakening your faith. And I want you to stay at around a seven, maybe an eight, just a good working pace for this song. At the very end, I might come in and ask for a push, but I want you to realize that the enemy of your soul, your dreams, your call, your purpose, wants you weak. And unbelief is his game. And he'll get you to look at your your credentials your bank account your your singlehood or your married life your circumstance he wants to be king of our circumstance the enemy wants to try and he we're told he's the prince of this world so if your weight of your life if the glory of your life is put in your worldly surroundings then you're set up to fall. But if the weight of your circumstances, if you put that all over God, my body looks good as dead. My finances look flatlined. I, You've called me and I've got nothing. But I'm gonna trust you here. I know you, you're good to me, you're kind. I trust you. Just go ahead and get honest about what is good as dead. What are you calling? What steals your hope? It's right there, friends. What steals your hope? Where are you putting your hope? Go hang out with your father. Talk and listen.
1: One minute.
0: Whatever you want to do with what is the spirit inviting you to. One minute. Against all hope. Take hope. Come on. Don't stop. Hear your breath. Where's your breath? 30 seconds,
1: 10, 6, 5,
0: 4, 3, 2, good job. <coughs> All right, friends. You know how this starts out by saying, in hope, Abraham believed against hope. I want you to go ahead seven to an eight. Make your feet light and quick. If you're on a spin bike, you're somewhere in this. 80 to 90 RPMs. If you're running, that's actually a pretty good cadence to turn your feet over to the beat of the music. Come on. Somewhere in there. So if you guys remember a while back, I taught Proverbs 13:12 that said, hope deferred. Makes the heart sick. But a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Hope. So, faith requires hope. Hope is the connector to love and the connector back to faith. Hope. If we don't have hope, we don't have faith. And if I don't have hope when I'm loving someone, then that means I only have conditional love. Because I hope that is seen, is no hope at all. I don't love my husband or my kids just because of who they are today. I love them because of the totality of who they are. Today, tomorrow, for their dreams, for their souls I see the full picture of who they are that's why I can love them I don't just love them because they they did what I said they what I asked them to do I love them and I can have hope for tomorrow and thereafter so You guys, last minute, quick feet, go, quicker. Come on, I don't care, just make your foot cadence turn quicker and lighter, quicker and lighter. Laugh, ha ha. Come on. In hope, against all hope, Abraham believed. Keep going.
1: 15
0: seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. At first, look, this in hope, he believed against hope. It sounds almost contradictory. The definition of hope is the certainty or the expectancy of good or the certainty or expectancy of evil. Hope is powerful. The enemy of your heart uses hope. He hopes. He has hope. He wants to get you to believe in your circumstances. Believe in the deadness of your body. Believe in the lack in your bank account he wants to get you to put your hope in dread and unbelief i want you to push to a nine go come on it's not comfortable it's not comfortable it's ahead of a race pace 15 more seconds Four, three, two, pull back. So, in a believing hope, Abraham believed against an unbelieving hope. He just never let go of the promises of God. That's why Proverbs thirteen twelve can say a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. I've told you guys when I don't have hope I go and eat from the tree of promises desires that God has already fulfilled. Push. Go. Nine. <laughs> So Abraham must have started to believe in the fact God spoke to me. Look at this land he's given me. I came and did this. I didn't know anything about this. I left my father because he told me to. I left all that I knew and look at what he's giving me. I bet if anything, Abraham had a freedom to worship God, pull back, that he wouldn't have had had he stayed and just done what generations before him had done, right, he left his father and followed the voice of love, that was his hope, push, come on, pick up your feet, If you're on a machine, maybe you can dig a little deeper into more resistance. Fire under your feet. Against hope, against unbelief, push into it. Come on, he made you hope, faith, and love. And the greatest of these, love. Whatever he speaks, it's always, rooted in love and it is true pull back problem is when we start to question what love looks like amen we take our humanistic view and redefine love based on who we think God should be. I'm sure at some point Abraham had to have been like moments. We know. We know that he had moments of unbelief. It's not that he was perfect. Romans 3 already established this, that. It establishes that no one's righteous. So when we talk about Moses, we talk about Abraham, we talk about David, we know they were not perfect. They were not Jesus. But they pursued that voice, the presence. David said, please. David asked for two things. I want to dwell in your presence. And please, don't ever take your presence away from me. He knew that God, that David couldn't manifest the presence of God on his own. God was coming to him, and he's like, God, Never leave me. Don't ever leave. Because if I have you, I have everything. And I think that's what Abraham knew. He didn't. Although he wanted a son, he didn't make his son the everyday motive of his life. If we make our wants, our motives, we will be sick. We're gonna defer hope. But if we make, having more of God, needing more of Him in our unbelief, we'll be well. We always get God. You always get God, say that out loud. I always get God, I can always have Him. In hope, He believed against hope that He should become the Father of many nations. He did not weaken in faith when He considered His own body or circumstances. I've learned if I weaken in my faith because of what's going on around me, I forgot to get more of Jesus in me. I forgot to spend time, that's why filling up on him, meet with him in his word, not to memorize scripture, but to grow in oneness. Then you'll have a hope. Come on. Move towards an eight if you're not already. You have three minutes left. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. Come on. Confess it. (laughs) Now we're getting violent. Take out the trash. That's called take dominion of your heart again. There's some unbelief got in there, which by the way, it's just like pride. Once unbelief gets in there, pride starts to pop up. Get it out now. No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God. Get it out of us, Lord. Everyone, right now, public confession, take it out of me. Do whatever you got to do, God. Heart surgery. Take it out. Remove it. You're everything, God. Start now. Once the unbelief goes, put in gratitude. Start. You enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Unbelief is in the trash. You took it out. One minute you and God. Come on. pull back, release, any of the tension, recover, good day, good job, (laughs) no unbelief, no unbelief, when I I have lost my ability to love. I have forgotten who I am. <laughs> I have forgotten who he is. And because of who he is, I have an I am. I am the daughter of the king of all creation. He tells me I'm his heir. And with Christ, I'm a co-heir. So everything that Christ did, needed, availed himself to, it's in me too. So, no unbelief shall have me. No anxiety, no stress, no fear. It doesn't mean I won't have it, friends. It doesn't mean that this doesn't mean it's wrong when you have it. It actually means that's quite right because we know that Abraham had his moments of unbelief, but it didn't win. And he got right back in line with the Lord. And he took another step in the right direction of following the Lord. And because of Abraham, I'm here, you're here. One man's yes. One man's fragile yes. One man's hope that endured against all hope. We're here. And not just us, but look at the global movement of Christianity, how it grew, how it spread, Signs, wonders, miracles, are still happening today. God is infiltrating and invading the atmosphere of Earth today because of one man's hope to leave all that he knew. He had no credentials for it. This is why God loves to use the foolish things to confound the wise. This is why you're blessed when you're poor, when you don't have it. That's when the kingdom begins when you come to the end of your road are when endless possibilities of the kingdom open up. And in that faith, we grow strong. He grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. This is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. All you need is to be fully convinced. And it is the job of the Holy Spirit convince you do you hear me the Holy Spirit is to persuade that's what the Holy Spirit says persuasion it's this motion saying come this way come with me follow me I know what you need let me tell you the Holy Spirit longs that's why it grieves when we deny it it grieves when we quench it because it's saying I wait I wasn't done persuading you Uh, if you let me persuade you you'll be fully convinced I will fully convince you that God is able to do what he had promised. And because you listen to faith, you count it to God as that's my, that's my daughter, that's my son. Through him, through her, I will invade earth, bring heaven to earth through them. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you that you Look at us and see all the flaws and the cracks and you call us beautiful. Thank you that you're making our hearts whole. Thank you, God, that we will never be fully independent of you. Thank you that you designed us to be interdependent upon you, so that faith would be actualized on the earth and that our hope would be sustainable through all seasons. Holy Spirit, teach us, grow us up, change us. Just as we showed up here to move our bodies, To do the harder thing, God, now we ask you to prepare us for the day of what is the hard thing, to believe against the bad news that may come in, to believe against the challenging circumstances that you have spoken, and so it will be done. We receive all of this by faith, in Jesus' name, amen.